Uh, 11 minutes past two, it is the 123 show. James Ross in for Noreen. And it's Thursday, so that means it's the Thursday chinwack with Sadia. And Sadia joins us. How are you, Sadia? You, you're relieved because you're out of quarantine, right? I am, and I'm so happy. Oh, my goodness. It's lovely to come out, and it's lovely to feel the humidity <laughs> and actually come out and <laughs> breathe. That's great. Not too bad at all. Absolutely. So you just, just to review for those people who've not um, uh, been listening to, to you the last uh, few weeks, sure. um, you've basically had the full three weeks, the full 21 days, and uh, yes. been cooped up. Yes. And, uh, and as, as we say, you've survived it and uh, you've come out the other side. But um, yeah, have yeah. you found it? Well, I think, you know, it's a matter of really how you go into it, because I mean, you know, 21 days is quite a long time, as you know, and I'm sure lots of people, I know I've certainly been doing the chinwag sort of reports every week and giving updates, but, you know, it's really all about your own attitude in terms of when you go in there, you you just have to be prepared that you're going to be there, you're going to be cooked up in a room. I was lucky because I had my husband with me, um, whether somebody thinks that's lucky or not, you know, I think that's, a, that's another thing that, you know, you you really have to think about it when you do go into quarantine if you are going to quarantine with your friend or your best friend or your husband or your fiance or whatever then you know beware that you are actually happy to do that and you will be okay when you come out of it Sadia, we were forced- Sadia <laughs> yes are you are you still talking you two Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> actually, you know what? We were absolutely fine. And it's it's quite surprising, actually. You'd think that because you're cooped up in one room and it's not a very big room, you know, mm-hmm. that you do actually find sort of spaces for yourself. Like, you know, so we, we actually had sort of twin beds which were joined together. There was more than enough space. Mm. So we kind of independently did our own things sitting in our own little space. Mm. So he was on his laptop. I was on my laptop. We were both doing different readings. So we actually didn't talk too much during the day. We were busy doing our own things. Then in the evening, we made a point of actually spending time together and watching something together. So mm. it's hard to understand. But I mean, it is it is possible. And and as I said, like, you know, it's like the attitude that you go in with. If you go prepared, you've got books, you've got something. You know, I kept lots of admin stuff that I wanted to do. Mm. Um, so it was, you know, it goes by. You have to set yourself a routine, which I did. Um, and we both did. And we got through it. But I suppose now I'm on the other end of it. And um, it's actually really nice. We were able to, our 21st day was last Monday. Mm. So we decided that on the strike of midnight we would just leave so we told them and actually they seemed to have quite a few people who were checking out at midnight right um and so we just kind of packed all our bags and we were escorted out and, mm. and they were really helpful helped us with everything and then we got into a taxi and within sort of half an hour we were home which was lovely um so it's really just then trying to acclimatize back to things sure. because especially if you're going to work i know my husband went to work the following day and he came back so exhausted by the evening and he was just saying that well actually you know i just haven't walked very much and mm. just the walking after about 10 15 minutes can feel quite hard um and even just being surrounded by people because you're just not used to it yeah so i think it, it kind of takes a little bit of time just to sort of get your body clock working did back you to did normality. you did you do much or try to do sort of some kind of exercise while you were yeah. inside so to yeah. speak mm. i did actually mm. i did i was quite surprised because i was thinking oh i've come out really fit and i'm gonna be really i'm gonna lose weight and all this i did about sort of 
about an hour every day of kind of jogging. And I recently had some surgery in my feet and stuff, so I'm not right. able to do too much. But I was kind of jogging on the spot and doing exercises. And, and that's probably more exercise than I've ever done in my life in terms of every every day for an hour. And I right. was thinking I'm going to come back, come out looking well fed. <laughs> but, but when I came and stood on the scales, it didn't really make that much difference, probably oh, no. because we were having three meals a day and stuff, you see. Sure. But um, but I suppose, you know, people kept asking me, oh, so when you get out, what's the first thing you're going to do? And uh, so I kind of thought, well, I ended up spending the whole day cleaning my house when I got out. And then and the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to go for a swim, mm. which was just, you know, which was really nice just to be able to get out and just be completely relaxed and have a swim. And then I wanted to walk outside where there were quite a few people. But I found that even like after about 10 minutes, I was finding it hard to walk too much. So I think it's just a side effect. You get kind of so used to that confined space that there's a sense of security that when you go back to your flat and you think, yeah. okay, I'm all right now. I can lock the door and, and no one needs to see me. So so I think um, I think for anyone who is doing quarantine, they should just pace themselves a wee bit yeah. and, um, and then get used to normal life again. So it's quite a long time really to be in there. Did you... Did you feel any sort of parallels with you know perhaps being locked up in in prison um at all you know because yeah. because obviously you, you're completely out of your control aren't you you're you're com completely stuck you can't go out and so effectively you are in a sort of prison you are, you are I mean, basically. Did, did that make you think about what it could be to to spend yes. 20 years in prison or or, or something like that mm. It comes into your mind over and over again, actually, because, you know, there are there are sort of um, pieces of paper on the door telling you that, you know, you cannot step out. If you step out, mm. if you break your quarantine, then you'll be, you know, you can go into prison for six months. And I thought, OK, mm. it's just an extension of this or twenty five thousand dollars or something. But it did occur, you know, it came, it came into my mind a number of times where I thought, my God, here at least, you know, you choose which place you're going to stay. You have your your meals and stuff okay in prison maybe you're allowed to go out but you know you're talking basic basic accommodation and i can't imagine like how you get your mind around that to be able to focus i you know when you're in quarantine you can focus to a certain extent and say okay it's just 21 days each to take each day at a time but if you had something like 20 years ahead of you or 10 years mm. I tell you it's like it's the discipline that you have with your own mind and that's probably why I suppose sometimes quite a few people who go into prison end up doing things like degrees or end up reading a lot or, or doing something their mind cannot do anything else but focus on something which keeps them sane you see mm. so so I can imagine, I can just imagine, and it's quite horrific. And I thought, never will I even think about committing any crimes. So I've been really scared now as I've come out thinking that, oh, you know, I need to make sure I I get the app to say that I'm out of here or I'm into this building or out of that building, just to make sure I'm following all the regulations and things like that. But, um, but it is nice. And I, I must admit, you know, coming out to Hong Kong and seeing the view, like I've got a lovely view in front of my window and stuff, and it's just really nice 
to be out there and to be with people and to be enjoying the sights and sounds of Hong Kong now. So <laughs> I'm relieved. So <laughs> it's after you, eight months as uh, well. Yes, of course, because you've been away for, from Hong Kong for that mm. time as well. So I mean, I mean, so if you look back on the on the quarantine now, uh, the 21 mm. days, and mm. um, you had some advice to give to other people who who may have to go through it, uh, or perhaps are indeed going through it as 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 we speak. Uh, you know, are there any things that you would do better or do differently or things you would take into quarantine that perhaps you didn't? Uh, anything like that? Yeah, I would probably um, make one, stick to the routine. Always get, give yourself a routine in there and have things and try and bring some variety into your life in terms of even if it's like, like I, I took a handful of, I had a suitcase. I didn't want to open any of my other suitcases. I just had a ha um, you know, handful of clothes, which were just casual clothes and things that you can just relax in. And so many times I just felt like, oh, I just need to change into something fresh. Mm. I just need to sort of be able to pamper yourself a little bit during that time. I think that is the thing that you've got to just almost reinvent yourself each day and make each day a little bit less boring. So even if you're taking books with you and you're taking other things with you you know almost ration yourself and say right i'm going to go to this the day after tomorrow or i've got this book to read next week mm. so it's almost try and set yourselves little goals to look forward to um and also if you are with somebody then i think both of you need to be prepared that you've got to understand before you go in that some things that may irritate you normally about your partner or whatever, <laughs> you <not>. have <laughs> to just, you just have to understand that there's no breakout space. There's a bathroom, mm. which is right connected, but there's no breakout space where you can actually go to get some privacy. So you have to just, you know, really discipline yourself and think, okay, I must not say this, or I must not mm. do anything which is going to cause an escalation of, of some argument or some issue or something like that, you see. So I would just say, you know, my advice is that be prepared with a number of things to take in. Also get yourself something refreshing, whether it's music or something on Netflix, you know, set yourself some refreshing things to do every so often. So don't get bogged down with the with the trauma of each day. Um, but, you know, we, we were good. We enjoyed our food and we could order out if we wanted. We never needed to. It was quite nice. So I think for me, because I'm a bit of a foodie, the food was a bit of a highlight every day. So I think by the end of it, the chef who was downstairs in the, in the hotel probably thought, right, no, she's trouble. Let's not let's not liaise with her too much. <laughs> so, and and take some snacky things with you. I think you know, take a few bits and pieces mm. with you so that you can have stuff to munch on in between if you do get hungry instead of relying upon um, you know food deliveries and stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a particularly interesting uh, exercise, isn't it? In, in, in as we've been saying, and getting on with the other person, and uh, you know, it's very, mm. very rare, isn't it, that uh, even as couples, that you spend twenty four seven for such a such a long yeah. time. And um, I mean, did you yeah. did you learn things about each other? Do you think that uh, perhaps you didn't really know, or did you did, did you see a different side of each other? Do you think? Well. Well, no, not really, because you know, um, I've been married. I've been married my husband for the last thirty-two years. Mm. Oh, <laughs> so, you know most things. So we, 
Yeah, so so we're kind of used to. But uh, what I did see was because he was he was working um, throughout. You know, the moment that we went into quarantine, he mm. went back to full time work. Mm. So I saw a different side of him, which was the the side that he was in, where he is in his office, mm. and he's talking to all sorts of people. And then it was like just staying quiet during that time, but just listening. I could see a different side of him totally when he was working. Um, but I think that you know, as time goes on, you, you know, that can be an advantage if you've been together for a long time and stuff to be able to be together. But I th I'm sure quite a few people, you know, who were quarantining at that time were by themselves. But what we did have is in that particular hotel where, where I was, we had a WhatsApp group of all of the inmates <laughs> in that hotel. Oh, really? And okay. Yeah, and it was really good because they were all in that hotel, whether they were above you or beneath you or wherever it was. And so every kind of Wednesday and a Saturday, we had a kind of happy hour WhatsApp a Zoom meeting. Oh. And then we actually saw the faces of some of the people who were in the hotel at the same time. So what was interesting was that we kind of developed um, relationships in terms of like somebody would say, oh, look, you know, I'm leaving tomorrow. I've got a whole bunch of water bottles. Does somebody want them? I can leave them in reception, can leave them outside your room. And it was amazing because you, although you people from Italy, there are people from Germany and from Israel and, and America and, uh. and whatever. And you got to know them pretty well because you were all sharing this confined space. And people were putting up pictures of the view that they had outside and making jokes and, and right. you know. So that was quite a, a quite a nice lifeline. And I would say that, uh, you know, quite a few hotels are doing that now where they've got people in quarantine. So it was organised by the hotel, have... was it? The, the, the WhatsApp no, group? No, or? it was all... It was organised by somebody who had done quarantine about three times and she's taken right. it on herself to actually set this group up. And um, and so this group, as new people came in, she found out and then she basically contacted them and then they became part of this WhatsApp <laughs> Interesting, group. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was quite good. And, sure. and we were able to see each other too on Zoom. And now what's happened, there's an alum alumni group which I've now joined because I'm out of it. And um, and so they are hoping to get together, you know, and have dinner someday in, in Hong Kong. So, you know, she she herself, the lady who organizes, an American lady who's, who lives here in Hong Kong, and she said that, you know, through this, she's made lots of friends and she's got to know quite a few people from different walks of life. It's a very good Interesting, networking yeah. you'd have, opportunity, you'd have, you'd have, you'd have kind of thought it would be the opposite because you, you wouldn't meet mm. anybody or there's no way you could do any networking in that instance. But there you go. Yeah. I guess that's technology for yeah. you, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I can see, like, for instance, there was a guy who, an Italian guy on there, and he was sort of saying, well, you know, if somebody doesn't like the food today, um, here's a good link for a website that delivers really good Italian food. Mm. And so, you know, and then we gave each other tips, like, you know, if we found that something wasn't working or something wasn't quite right, then we'd tell each other about it so that we were all aware of it and, you know, to make things easier. And then there was one alumni guy who actually contacted us and he said, look, I was in there, you know, three months ago and I know people need things. And he said, would anyone like me to to drop some stuff off to the hotel, right. you know, this evening? And so it's crazy because, like, I wanted some olive oil for my hair and I said, oh, okay. could you get me a bottle of olive oil? And lo and behold, you know, at nine <laughs> o'clock, this oil was delivered downstairs and then there was just a knock on my door and, and it was sitting outside. There you go. So wow. that was so nice. Like, yeah. you know... 
the, the goodness of people does come out, I think, and, and people don't forget the journey that they had. Hence, they come back and say, you know, keep in touch with a group and mm. say, look, do you want anything delivered from the outside world? <laughs> and that's almost like a great lifeline. Suddenly you think, oh, yes, I'd like mm. this or I'd like that, because mm. you're, think, you're racking your brain as to, oh, I need this, I'd like a yoga mat, or I'd like, you know, somebody actually ordered one of those walking machine things, you know, where they just stand still and then they yeah. just record their steps. So people have had treadmills and bikes and all sorts of things, and this guy was willing to deliver all of this. <laughs> stuff to people interesting which stuff. is quite amazing yeah you know yeah, but yeah. that's the power of social media i reckon that you know these oh she's gone we've lost her we've lost her just at that point. There you go. Um, well, anyway, uh, Thursday, uh, Sadia is here uh, to do us a bit of a chin wag and very interesting to hear about her experiences uh, in quarantine. Thanks very much to uh, Sadia. 